July 20th. As we focus our attention now on the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of Romans, chapter 6, verses 1 through 23. You know, being a Christian is a matter of life or death. Persons who do not understand the grace of God argue, if God is so gracious, then we should sin more so we receive more grace. For those who trust Christ are identified with Him by the Spirit in His death, burial, and resurrection. As pictured in baptism, the old life is buried. We can reckon it dead and walk in newness of resurrection life. Now, being a Christian, we'll learn here as we read, is a matter of bondage or freedom. Which would you prefer? Who is your master, Jesus Christ or the old life? Listen, you are not under the authority of Moses, but that does not mean you have freedom to break God's moral law. Yield yourself to the Lord. He is the most wonderful master, and the salary he pays, by the way, lasts forever. Being a Christian is a matter of rewards or wages. We quote this verse as we witness to the lost, and rightly so. But Paul, remember, wrote it originally to believers. Although God forgives the sins of his children, he may not stop the painful consequences of sin. The pleasures of sin are never compensated for the wages of sin. Sinning is not worth it. And now, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. July 20th, Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 23. Well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more kindness and forgiveness? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we became Christians and were baptized to become one with Christ Jesus, we died with Him? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with Him in His death, we will also be raised as He was. Our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will all share His new life. We are sure of this because Christ rose from the dead, and He will never die again. Death no longer has any power over Him. He died once to defeat sin, and now He lives for the glory of God. So you should consider yourselves dead to sin, and able to live for the glory of God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to its lustful desires. Do not let any part of your body become a tool of wickedness to be used for sinning. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, since you have been given new life, and use your whole body as a tool to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you are no longer subject to the law, which enslaves you to sin. Instead, you are free by God's grace. 
So, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does this mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that whatever you choose to obey becomes your master? You can choose sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God and receive His approval. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you have obeyed with all your heart the new teaching God has given you. Now you are free from sin, your old master, and you have become slaves to your new master, righteousness. I speak this way, using the illustration of slaves and masters, because it is easy to understand. Before, you let yourselves be slaves of impurity and lawlessness. Now you must choose to be slaves of righteousness, so that you will become holy. In those days, when you were slaves of sin, you weren't concerned with doing what was right. And what was the result? It was not good, since now you are ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. You can't always help thinking what you think. There's thoughts that pop into your mind that you as a Christian, as a believer, who wants to love Jesus and serve Jesus, these thoughts come in that you don't want to have there. Impure thoughts, wrong thoughts, unrighteous thoughts. And when they come in, you get angry at yourself. Why? Why, Why would I think like that? That's not me. When that happens, did you sin? Did you make God angry at you? Paul, when he wrote to the church inside of Rome, he gave him encouragements about what to avoid. He said, don't fall into drunkenness, don't fall into sexual sins, don't fall into jealousy. And then he says this in Romans chapter 13. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And you might hear that and go, well, I'm in trouble then because I think about it. Things pop into my mind that I don't want there. Did you anger God? Did you make him mad at you? See, the Greek word that is used here for think is a special one. It's a special verb tense. It's in the present tense, which means ongoing action. So God is saying that the sin is when you have those thoughts ongoing in your mind. There's a different Greek verb tense that could have been used here that shows one-time action. And that would have been the sin. You see, if to even think about sin, to have it pop into your mind, that temptation, if that is sinful to God, well then Jesus sinned. And we know he didn't sin. The Bible said Jesus never once sinned, but when the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness to turn these rocks into bread, Jesus had to think about it. One-time action. And Jesus said, no, I don't want that. Man does not live on bread alone. He did not sin. Jesus has taken the top of the temple. The devil says, throw yourself down. Jesus has to think about, should I do this? And he says, no. One-time action. There's no sin. Jesus is taking the top of the mountain. The devil tempts him, bow down and worship me. Jesus has to think about this. Should I do this? And he says, no. One-time action. And so there is no sin. Worship the Lord your God. Serve him only. You see, when those thoughts pop into your mind that you as a Christian believer do not want there and they're cast away right away, that's a one-time action. There's not sin. But when there's ongoing thought, that turns into the sin of, of greed. 
and lust and grudges and anger. And God says, that, that's sin. Confess that to me. Give that to me. Fall before my cross. And Jesus, who lived perfectly, tempted in every way as you are, yet was without sin, Jesus gives you his perfection and heals you. So if those thoughts pop into your mind that you do not want there and you cast them away by the power of Jesus' name, you did not sin. God is not mad at you. You did not fail. You were faithful. And Jesus, he loves you. Hi, it's Jeff Powers talking to you from Sullivan Avenue. Just recently phased up. Wanted to give a shout out to all the guys down on the farm that I saw a few weeks back. Hope you're all doing well. Coming up into phase two, you're going to love it. Lancaster's beautiful. You'll enjoy yourself. I know I'm enjoying myself now being here in phase three with the brothers that I was on the farm with. Enjoying uh, lots of good food, lots of praise. Glory to God. Thankfulness. So next time you're up in Columbus, ask for me. I'd love to come say hi. Love you, brothers. Have a great day. Bye. Psalm 16, verses 1 through 11. And here's what we'll learn about as we read this psalm today. You've taken a giant step toward true Christian maturity when you can say to the Lord and mean it, My goodness is nothing apart from you. We'll learn about good fellowship. God's people are not perfect, of course, but we should delight in their fellowship and not in the fellowship of the world's crowd. The world needs our witness. But we must take care not to start loving the world in the process. We'll read about having a good heritage. Not just God's gifts, but God Himself. What a joy it is to let God choose your inheritance for you instead of acting like the world and fighting for your, you know, place in the sun. We'll read about good counsel. God gives wisdom if you will ask Him. God teaches you in the darkness as well as in the light. And we'll read about good hope. This passage is one of the few in the Old Testament dealing with resurrection. It refers to the resurrection of Christ. And that is what gives us our sure and steadfast hope. Psalm 16, verses 1 through 11, a psalm of David. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, You are my master. All the good things I have are from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Those who chase after other gods will be filled with sorrow. I will not take part in their sacrifices or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance! I will bless the Lord who guides me, even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for He is right beside me. No wonder my heart is filled with joy, and my mouth shouts His praises. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your godly one to rot in the grave. 
you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Proverbs 19, verses 20 and 21. Get all the advice and instruction you can, and be wise the rest of your life. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail.